Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and today's video for you guys week 10 waiver wire ads for fantasy football in 2020. Inside of this video, we are going to be going over multiple players from running back, wide receiver, and tight end to talk about why you should add them for this week, week number 10 of the 2020 fantasy football season. We are approaching the playoffs, and it is time to bolster your roster to win your league. So if you do end up enjoying this video and you would like some additional help or you just have a fun time, you're like, you know what, I want to watch this video or videos like this again, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. And real quick before we get into it, I'd like to give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com is my favorite way to play daily fantasy sports. It is so simple. All you have to do is choose between one player versus another based on the spread. Who scores more fantasy points? Last night, Rob Gronkowski versus Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown plus one point or Rob Gronkowski minus one point. Antonio Brown ended up winning this matchup. Last night, Breeze versus Brady. Breeze plus three or Brady minus three. Brady obviously lost because he threw seven million interceptions in that game. It is that simple player versus player plus the spread anyone can do it if you play fantasy football it is super duper simple so make sure you guys check out overlaydfs.com and we are back let's get into it. week 10 waiver wire ads we begin with the running back position first running back of note is running back mike davis of the carolina panthers this week facing the tampa bay buccaneers at home in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey very much in doubt for week number 10 and that's not just my wording that is the wording I found on Roto World on the report so very much in doubt for week 10 and we'll know more about his specific injury after the MRI that is going to take place on Wednesday which would pretty much mean is he going to miss this week against Tampa Bay or is he going to miss this week and future weeks after this and we have seen Mike Davis be a very productive player thus far this season for the Carolina Panthers on season averages 11. half PPR points and 14.2 PPR points and they're both significantly higher if you only count the games that the guy actually started in versus the games where Christian McCaffrey were in there because week one he put up a fat zero and that obviously takes the average down week nine up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City after CMC went down one rush for three rushing yards five receptions on six targets but this is where this man gets his bread and goddamn butter it's like the combo like you read about on the internet. It's Mike Davis and catching goddamn passes from Teddy Two Gloves. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and pumping fucking iron. It's like me and snorting coke before I do these videos. 34 receiving yards for Mike Davis in that game. 8.7 PPR points and 6.2 half PPR points. I don't actually snort coke, but at points in these videos, you may actually think that I have because of these dumb statements that I end up making. With that said, Mike Davis is my number one running back to add on this week. I really think Davis is going to blow the back out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, by God, they looked fucking awful last week up against the New Orleans Saints. Next guy here is J.D. McKissick titties. J.D. McKissick, running back of the Washington football team, going up against the Detroit Lions in Detroit this week. And man, it's going to be Alex Smith, likely. Um, what's his name? The other guy, Kyle Allen. That motherfucker's done for the year. He had season, or he's going to be having season-ending injury. Or not season-ending injury. Season-ending surgery, I should say. He had a season-ending injury last week. So, he's done for the year. It's going to be either Alex Smith or maybe they revive Dwayne Trash Can Hashkin on the third night. Dwayne Hashkin rises and becomes the lord that they so wanted. Because Dwayne Hashkin's, my god. Oh. 
what poor treatment of this man. Like, come on, he can't be that bad. Let him fucking play instead of Alex Smith. Alex Smith looks awful, but JD McKissick and Alex Smith are like that meme of the two guys shaking hands. That's what JD McKissick and Alex Smith are, because for some reason, they have some type of love connection like Tom Brady and his son. They just want to kiss each other on the field, not physically, though. For some reason, he is just used in this backfield. Don't know why. Riverboat Ron must just love him some J.D. McKissick because week nine up against the New York football Giants chart, he's not going to be getting a immense amount of rushes, three rushes for 17 rushing yards, but this motherfucker had 14 targets last week. Let that set in. 14 targets. Most wide receivers that you are going to be starting in your fucking lineup that you may have drafted in the first round don't get 14 targets. And some random-ass running back that you can find off the waiver wire, a guy who's been pretty safe this season, even with Antonio Gibson, got 14 targets last week. Now, I do expect that to decrease like my cock when the ball... When not, not, what was I going to say? When it gets a little hot out, or I think that's what it is. Or maybe when it gets a little cold, maybe that's when it kind of retracts. That's kind of my feeling here. The, the plays are going to detract for him, so he's not going to get as many targets. The joke really missed. It was like a, uh, a kick from uh, Cario Santos from deep. Or better yet, this week, a kick from Zane Gonzalez when he lost that game to the Miami Dolphins. But with that said, 65 receiving yards on 14 targets. I don't expect him to get 14 targets next week up against the Detroit Lions, but I do expect it to still be a significantly high amount, probably above eight targets, just due to how fucking dumb Alex Smith is, and he's shitting himself back there. All respect to Alex Smith for getting back on the saddle after the guy legitimately almost lost his leg. Playing football a couple years ago, I respect him, but man, does he look bad. 17.2 PPR points to 12.7 half PPR points last week up against the Giants, and the Detroit Lions defense, in my opinion, is even worse than the Giants, so we could really see J.D. McKissick eat this week. Next guy here, we got Duke Johnson, Duke Earl of Johnson, running back of the Houston Texans, going up against the Cleveland Browns this week in the dog pound in Cleveland. David Johnson is in the concussion protocol, so he could be missing this game. Will he? Who knows? But there's a obvious shot that he does miss, and Duke Johnson looked very good after David Johnson ended up getting hurt in that game. Week 9 up against the Jacksonville Jaguars and Jake Lutton. 16 rushes, 41 rushing yards, 1 rushing tutty. 4 receptions on 4 targets. He went 4 for 4 like his ass was at Wendy's. 32 receiving yards and 1 fumble for 15.3 PPR points and 13.3 half PPR points in that affair up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a revenge game. Revenge game up against the Cleveland Browns. If you guys remember, Duke Johnson was on the Cleveland Browns. They let him go last year. He joined Houston. If David Johnson does not play, I expect a heavy dose of Dukes Johnson going straight up that Cleveland Browns ass. So go Duke Johnson. Revenge game as long as David Johnson ends up missing. Because if David Johnson plays, Duke Johnson is completely and utterly useless like a goddamn used condom. Next game here, our next player here is Sexy Rexy Burkhead, running back of the New England Deflatriots, going up against the Buffalo Bills next week. Now, that is a matchup that is very scary. The run defense of the Baltimore Ravens, as well as the defense as a whole, is going to be very scary for the New England Patriots' whole fucking offense. But Damian Harris is banged up and could miss he could play. We don't really know right now how severe the injury was. Did he end up getting hit in the ribs? Are his ribs broken? Did he just kind of get the wind knocked out of him? He did already come into the game with a leg injury or an ankle injury, I believe it was. So he was already banged up going into the game. So in my opinion, I don't think he's going to play up against the Baltimore Ravens. But again, 
I'm an asshole who talks about fantasy football on YouTube. Not a doctor who may also be an asshole who talks about fantasy football on the internet. So keep that with a grain of salt there. Look it up. Maybe tomorrow there'll be better ideas on how Damian Harris is going to be playing in this game or not. Week 9 up against the New York Football Jets. Got 12 rushes for 71 rushing yards. One rushing tutty in that game. Went 3 for 3 like a free throw. 3 receptions on 3 targets. 11 receiving yards. 15.7 PPR points and 14.2 half PPR points. Now there are reports that Sony Michelle is going to return. Is anyone scared of Sony Michelle? At this point, Sony Michelle does not has not looked good at all this season. Rex Burkhead clearly has something up on Bill Belichick. Him and Bill Belichick are just buddies or something because Bill Belichick is giving this guy the rock at any fucking given opportunity that he has. So I think Rex Burkhead's going to be dangerous like his name was Baker Mayfield up against the Baltimore Ravens if we do end up seeing Damian Harris miss. Matt Breed is the next running back here. Now there's not too much information on him because he hasn't really done anything this year. Of the Miami Dolphins going up against the Los Angeles Chargers in our home in Hard Rock Stadium in Miami this week. Last week, of the Dolphins, when they played up against the Arizona Cardinals, we saw Salvin Ahmed and Jordan Howard actually play quite good for the team. And the Chargers' defense is soft-serve fucking ice cream. Matt Breida's going to be able to cut through them like O.J. Simpson cut through his fucking girlfriend. So I think Matt Breida is going to be very good in this game if he is able to play up against the L.A. Chargers. Again, like the screen says up there, he could get tons of work if he's active. Next guy here, Damian Harris, running back of the New England Deflatriots, going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, he left the second half with a chest injury. That, again, we don't know what it is. Did his fucking ribs get broken? Did his pussy start hurting? Did he just give up? You know, I doubt that happened because he was running quite well. 71 rushing yards on 14 attempts up against the New York Football Jets on Monday Night Football. So, Damian Harris could be a good pickup because someone may end up cutting him. They may have been fucking pissed off. And Damian Harris was available in a decent amount of leagues if you're playing in not a super deep league. So Damian Harris is a guy that you could potentially find on the waiver wire that, sure, maybe he won't play this week up against the Ravens. But for the future, is definitely a worthy guy to have on your team. Now, onto the wide receiver section of the video. So if you guys have ended up enjoying, make sure you leave a subscribe down below if you are new. And if you are not new, please make sure to hit that like button down below because I would really appreciate it. And it helps other people find this video so they can get the same knowledge that you got. Alan Lazard, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Now, I called for Alan Robinson, not Alan Robinson, Alan Lazard, the Lazard King, to be an ad last week for your fantasy football team. Now, if you missed out, you know, you said, you know what, Lazard's not going to play on Thursday night. I don't want him. That's fine. But you may have missed your chance because Alan Lazard is going to go balls deep in the Jaguars de defense if he is activated. Still not 100% sure he is going to be playing, but I'm going to assume since he's practiced for the last two weeks that he will suit up on Sunday up against the Jaguars in a soft serve ice cream matchup. Week three, last time Mr. Lazard ended up suiting up up against the New Orleans Saints. He went to pound town. Six receptions on eight targets, which could have been six for nine. Very nice if Aaron Rodgers decided to air the ball out one more time to his way. So very disrespectful out of Mr. Discount. Double check on that. 146 receiving yards. One tutty, 26.4 PPR points, and 23.4 half PPR points. Now, I know you might be worried. Oh, Nick. Oh, my God. Aaron Rodgers only throws it to Devontae Adams. You might think that. But last week, MVS scored twice. He evolves all the other guys in the offense. It's just Devontae Adams is such a fucking force to be reckoned with 
that you don't even think about any other options there, but Alan Lazard quietly in the dark, sneaking left, sneaking right, and he's going to come right behind the Jacksonville Jaguars and hit him with a type of fucking Mortal Kombat finisher, an Assassin's Creed assassination from the back. If you guys play video games, maybe you understand that reference. Lazard is a big player for this team. And I think that he's going to be very good this week up against the Jaguars as long as he gets activated. Next player here, we got Jacoby Myers, wide receiver of the New England Deflatriots, going up against the Buffalo Bills this week. Now, I know this video has been filled with the New England Patriots, but it's for a good reason because the Patriots looked all right against the Jets, but I don't believe it. I don't think the... the the Patriots are going to be all that good, but Jacoby Meyer seems like the only hope, like fucking Princess Leia was telling Obi-Wan Kenobi, all right? That's what it feels like here for Jacoby Myers. This shows me that Jacoby Meyer's success shows me that Nikhil Harry is a fucking bum. Nikhil Harry could easily get it done, but the guy fucking sucks, frankly. Bill Belichick missed in the first round on Nikhil Harry. I don't think he will ever be able to bounce back, even though I thought he was a very good talent coming out of college, and it seemed like he was going to have that breakout year this year, but it just has not happened. It's clearly Jacoby Meyer season. Week 9 up against the New York Football Giants, 12, or New York Football Jets, 12 receptions, 14 targets, 169 yards. Very nice. 28.9 PPR points and 22.9 half PPR points. Jacoby Myers is good. Myers liked the fucking bacon because he was sizzling on the New York football jets. That was an excellent uh, kind of reference there. Oscar Meyer bacon. Jacoby Myers sizzling like bacon. You get it? I mean, now that I explain it, it's probably not as funny. But with that said, he ran a train on the jets. He was pumping them from the fucking front, hitting them in the mouth, then hitting them in the ass. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And the Jets lost because I don't fucking like the Jets. I don't like the Patriots either. But with that said, Jacoby Myers seems to be the real deal. So if he's still available in your league, go ahead and pick him up, even up against the Ravens. I think he'll be just about all right. Not amazing. Just all right. Next guy here, we got Debo Samuel going up against the Warsh Going up against the New Orleans Saints this week in New Orleans for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, obviously, I've told some people to cut Debo Samuel. And I don't regret it. I don't regret telling people to cut him because who knows what he's going to be when he comes back with this team because they don't have fucking Jimmy G. They don't have George Kittle. It's just Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard versus the fucking world. Debo Samuel could return. We saw fucking whatever his name was, Richie or something. James, right? I think his name was James Ritchie. Whatever his name was for the 49ers. I'm sorry that his name escapes me. It starts with an R. But that man went balls deep on the Green Bay Packers. He went tit for tat. It was like Mayweather versus Tyson or something. I don't think they've ever fought. Probably not. But it'd be like if two of the greatest fighters were to fight. It's like Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor in the ring. Just going tit for tat. They're both fucking bleeding like uh, Mel Gibson in that G movie about Jesus Christ. The, uh, whatever that movie's called. But with that said, Debo Samuel could be good in this offense. But, 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 no ifs, ands, or buts like Miley Cyrus. It is worrisome, so I understand if you wanted to cut him, but he may be available. And if you want to take a nice shot in the dark, but you're too late, giving Debo Samuel a bad name, you can pick him up. Week 7 up against the New England Deflatriots. Five receptions, five targets. Five for five, I believe they also have that at Wendy's, but no free ads for Wendy's. They don't pay the bills. You want to know who does, though? OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. 65 receiving yards, 12.2 PPR points, and 9.7 half PPR points in his last ever game up against the New England Deflatriots. The New Orleans Saints defense looked amazing last week. They did. 
but that's because they're playing Tom Brady. They'll be a little bit more soft here up against the 49ers. This is a look-ahead game. They know they're going to back that ass up and fuck the 49ers to death, but I don't think that they're going to be overly prepared. They'll just kind of overlook this game, and I think that's when Debo Samuel catches them from behind and chokes them out. So I like Debo Samuel in this game. But understand, there are definitely risks with him. Next guy here, the wide receiver core this week is not deep at all. So Tim Patrick gets an honor here. Wide receiver of the Denver Broncos going up against the Las Vegas Raiders in the Raiders stadium that looks like a goddamn Roomba. Last week up against the Atlanta Falcons, week 9. Four receptions, nine targets for 29 receiving yards and one total tutty in that game. Which gave him 12.9 PPR points and 10.9 half PPR points. So obviously... This one's more of a high upside pick with some decent risk, but Horsecock Drew Lock has looked pretty good as of recently, and that Raiders defense isn't that amazing. We saw Herbert dice him up, cook him up like some fucking sh lamb inside of Gordon Ramsay's kitchen, so I think Tim Patrick could be in for an all-right game this week. Next wide receiver here, we got the complete shot in the dark, but a guy who has just been good this year, and it makes no sense. Curtis Samuel, wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers, this week getting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tampa Bay Tom Brady. But Curtis Samuel has had not one, not two, but a three weeks in a row with over 17.3 PPR points. So what does that mean? I don't know. Can you trust him? I don't think so. But he has proved three fucking weeks in a row that Teddy Two Gloves likes to throw the ball to, in the end zone more to Curtis Samuel than he does to DJ Moore. DJ Moore has individually fucked me right in the ass in so many leagues. Now, I don't complain about my fucking fantasy teams in this video. DJ Moore has sucked this year, frankly. It's nothing to do with DJ Moore's skill set. It has to do with Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Throws a Belt, Teddy Bridgewater not liking DJ Moore. Maybe DJ Moore fucked his fucking girlfriend or something. I don't think that actually happened. It's just for the joke of the video, but what else explanation could it be? Why Curtis Samuel sucks, or he did last year, and in the past, and now he's good. So round of applause to Curtis Samuel. Big respect to him. He's looked very good thus far this season. So why not pick him up, honestly? He's been good the last couple of weeks. Week 9 up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Motherfucker went 9 for 9, 105 receiving yards, 1 tutty, 26.8 PPR points, and 22.3 half PPR points. I won't. Go ahead and avoid the greatness that Curtis Samuel has had. So pick him up. Throw him in your lineup up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think the ship is going to sink. It's going to hit a fucking iceberg Titanic style. Eventually on the Curtis Samuel train. But so far, it has not ended. Now into the tight end section of the video. So again, if you have ended up enjoying, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. We got Dallas Goder, tight end of the Philadelphia Eagles, going up against the New York Football Giants in New York. Someone told me to stop calling them the New York Football Giants, but don't even mean... To say it, it's just something I've heard for a while. I don't even know who says it, but I've just heard it so many times that it just comes off right off the tongue. New York, and then there's a space, football, space, Giants. Returned week eight by week last week. Week eight up against the Dallas Cowboys. One reception, one target, 15 yards, 2.5 PPR points, and two half PPR points. Obviously, nothing you're going to call your fucking home. You're going to get your phone out, dial, and call your mother about. Be like, you know what? I picked up Dallas Goddard. What a great pickup. But the tight ends this year have been a dime a fucking dozen. There's like five guys in the top five that you want to start, and one of them named George Kittle is currently in the hospital. Maybe he's not in the hospital. I don't know where he is. Maybe he's at home. Probably at home, but he's not playing. So Dallas Godert has been good this season. He was good earlier in the season. Zach Ertz is still somewhere. I don't know where the fuck he is. Maybe he's in Cabo with Biggie Smalls. New York football giants here. Not a good defense or an all right defense. 
The offense for the Eagles looks dick, but they still somehow do stuff in the games. And up against the Giants, it'll be close. So I like Dallas Goddard this week as my number uno, numero uno, tight end of the week. If you speak some Espanol, that's numero one, number one. Jimmy Graham, tight end next year of the Chicago Bears going up against the Minnesota Vikings. And it's cold like Minnesota. It's cold as fuck outside. I don't know where you guys live. I live in New Jersey. And by God, does it is it scary outside because of how fucking cold it is. Also, now nah, this will be a, a point of talking for another video. Let me know if you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, though. Please make sure you guys leave a comment. I try not to fucking hit you with a murder spree of telling you guys to hit the subscribe button or something. I just like to hear down below if you guys enjoy or not. If you hate when I go on these fucking random-ass rambles, let me know down below. Because then I'll just try to stick straight more to the content. Straight and narrow. No drugs. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Week 9 up against the Tennessee Titans. Six receptions. Six targets. 55 receiving yards. One tutty. 17.5 PPR points at 14.5. Half PPR points for Mr. Jimmy Graham. He gets the mini Soda Vikings this week. Vikings defense is no bueno. Vikings defense is not good. Chicago offense looks like they suck cock. Nick Foles looks like he's taken. He's doing whatever that's called. The self-suck or something is what it's called. Where you suck your own wee-wee. That's what Nick Foles is doing. He's sucking his own fucking hog because he sucks. He hasn't looked good at all. This whole offense is not humming like a nice bird outside. It is He's doing whatever the opposite of humming is. It is looking like a dumpster fire. But it's okay because Jimmy Graham has still been performing. And final player of the video and final tight end is Austin Hoop. God! Austin Hooper, tight end of the Cleveland Browns, going up against the Houston Texans this week. The Texans' defense is dick. Expected to return this week. He has been gone since week number six up against the Pittsburgh Steelers in that game. Five receptions, six targets, 52 receiving yards, 10.2 PPR points, and 7.7 half PPR points. While I don't see Austin Hooper as some grand poobah at the tight end position now without Odell, this is his first game without Odell, we'll... Well, it's not the team's first game without Odell. It is Austin Hooper's first game without Odell because Odell got hurt in the time Hooper was hurt. So that's what I meant by that. I think that he's going to be in for a good one here because the Houston Texans defense, not very good up against the tight end. So let me know what you guys thought of this video. Let me know if there's anyone I missed out on. Maybe there's some tight end wide receiver that you want to go ahead and add. Quarterbacks, there's not going to be a video about it, but Tua, my guy. Dan Marino on the wall, Tua jersey in the fucking closet. I'll be wearing it again on Sunday, wearing my Dolphins pajamas. Tua is the cat's pajamas because he's been balling the fuck out, and Tua is going to ass fuck the Chargers defense without consent. Tua is going to eat a W all over the Chargers. Thank you guys all for watching. I love you all. Have a great rest of your guys' day. Make sure you guys shout out OverlayDFS.com as well. If you want to go ahead and make some money, have a great rest of your guys' day. Again, I really appreciate the support we have seen thus far. I'll see you beautiful bastards later with another video. It's either going to be running back, starter sit, or wide receiver, starter sit, depending which way my brain is leaning in the morning. I love you all. Have a great rest of your guys' day. Hope you guys had a good night's sleep. Go Dolphins. Goodbye. Goodbye!